Hi there, and welcome to the Oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 39, it is my pleasure to bring to you a chat with Mr. Quentin Wells, American carver and founding member of the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club. The annual North American Pipe Carvers Contest that the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club has every year was the brainchild of Mr. Wells, and I wanted you to hear all about it and, you know, how he started it and why he came up with this idea. This podcast is made possible by PipesAndCigars.com. I just received some tobacco from these fine folks and am pleasantly puffing my way through some hearth and home blends that I had never tried before. So mosey on over to PipesAndCigars.com, check out which monstrosity pipes they have available, and grab some great tobacco to go with it. The following podcast was recorded on June 8th, 2012. Sit back, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. On the line with us today, we have Mr. Quentin Wells, who is one of the founding members of the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club. Quentin, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Ola. How are you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. And um, let's see, Mr. Dan Coomer with the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club told me I should get with you and talk to you about the carving contest that you guys have each year. And this is something that you started heading up um, a while back. And if you could, tell me about the annual Carver's Contest. When and how did it get started? What are the rules? That type of thing. All righty. Actually, it goes back several years before. This is our third contest this year. And the reason for founding it is when I became a Carver, I would go to shows, and I would notice that I wasn't the only American carver going home with most of his pipes. And in talking with people, I realized a lot of it had to do with just people weren't familiar with the carver. And American carvers needed more recognition. You know, a few had been blessed by the the pipe gods and were very popular, but the rest of us were kind of languishing. And I was determined to find a way to support and promote American carvers. We'd already been doing some of that by having pipe carvers forums at our show, uh, roundtable conversations, but it was all just at our show. And I was trying to come up with a venue that would work for everybody in North America, all the carvers in North America. And so the carving contest is the idea that we latched onto, and it's uh, it's worked. I mean, the whole goal was to find a way to get publicity, to get familiarity with the American carvers, with the uh, pipe buying public. Uh, like I said, the first show was in um, 2010, and we had, uh, oh, I think we had 32 carvers in that first one, and it was, uh, it was a big success. That's really a great idea, and, and I like how um, this was basically, um, it came about from the impetus of, uh, of you looking around and saying, hey, there's, there's a problem here, you know, what's a really interesting, creative way to fix it? And up comes this really great annual um, carving contest. That's very cool. Well, I need to give a little bit of credit here to Chuck Stanion of Pipes and Tobacco Magazine because without his agreeing to my request, um, this wouldn't have happened. I mean, the whole idea was to get publicity. So I had the idea of a carving contest, but just having the contest, nobody would know about it. So I called Chuck when I thought of this and said, uh, if we do this, would you publish the results in your magazine? And they thought about it, and he came back and said, sure. And being able to get that publicity for the carvers um, 
was the start of this. And the only rule was we don't get to keep any of the money. All the proceeds from the raffle of the, of the, uh, the set must go back to the carvers. Wow, that's that's really great. And and being in in Python Tobacco Magazine, I mean, um, what a boon! That's just a a really a really amazing thing for a lot of the carvers. And so, tell me about some of the past carving contests. What shapes have you had so far? Well, the first uh, contest in 2010, we chose the volcano, and uh, it's difficult to come up with a shape. I've got it's a balancing act. I have to come up with a shape that's restrictive enough that it can actually be judged, but it's got to be open enough that it can be interpreted by the carvers, and it's got to be appealing to the people that are going to buy pipes. And uh, I got caught a lot of flack when I did Volcano for the first uh, contest, um, but it's funny, one of the guys said, I, I don't even like the Volcano shape, yet at the end of the contest, at the end of the show, he had bought two of the Volcanoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> The second year, we went with the panel, and again, it was uh, a fairly loose. Uh, it was not highly structured. You have two or more panels on a pipe. They could be flat, convex, concave, fluted. You know, each year, we tell the carvers the whether it's straight, bent, you know, round shank, square shank, diamond shank, smooth, rusticated, sandblasted, color extensions. All of that is up to the carver. We just set the basic framework, and the judges then, independent judges, will then judge and pick the seven best. And something important about the judging, I did want to mention, uh, my instructions to the judges, this is all about the pipe in front of you. You are not judging the carver's reputation. You are not judging uh, his past body of work. The only thing you are judging is the pipe on the table in front of you. And credit both years to the judges. Um, they've done a very good job of doing just that. As a matter of fact, uh, both years, it turned out that when they were done judging, there were several of the pipes, they still didn't know who the maker was, and they had to actually turn it over, look under a uh, light, and find out who one of the winning carvers was. Wow, that's great. Um, I noticed in your instructions uh, for the contest that it says, you know, if, it, if and this year is a bulldog, and so... Um, you know, basically says if it reminds the judges of a bulldog, you know, that's kind of the qualifier. And I think that that kind of really opens up a lot of interesting ideas for the carvers to really kind of take it and run with it. I know that for the panel pipes, there were some really interesting takes on what a panel pipe is in, in what I saw out of that, that P&T um, article. It was really cool. Uh you're right, and I actually had uh, feedback from people buying tickets for this, saying that uh, the reason they like seeing this contest is it's a textbook. They get so many ideas. They see so many variations. They learn so much about the various carvers by interpreting a simple shape, like a volcano or a panel or this year, the bulldog family. And, again, this year I told them, you know, if it, if it barks, you know, if it reminds you of a bulldog, it counts. It can be straight, bent, you know, any shape, finish. Rings are optional, but it should remind the judge of the Bulldog family pipe. About how many carvers enter each year? Um, each year we probably have 35 to 45 who enter, and most of them submit. The first year we actually had 32 pipes. Last year we had 43 pipes. And this year I've got 44 entries so far, and we still have two more weeks. 
So I'm expecting this year we'll actually uh, uh, have even more. That's great. Now, how can listeners get in on the raffle and the contest, and what are the deadlines for each? Okay. At this time, we are selling the raffle tickets on on our website. It's www.gkcpipeclub.com for the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club. And if they go there and go to the uh, 2012 show information and go to the registration tab, they'll see where they can register to buy um, raffle, or raffle tickets. And there they can buy both our grand raffle, which is a is supporting our club, and they can also buy Carver's raffle, two separate items. And again, the Carver's raffle is supporting the Carver's, not the club. Mm-hmm. The uh, tickets for the carving raffle are $25 a ticket, 5 for $100, and there are only... 400 tickets. So when somebody buys um, five for $100, they own one and a quarter percent of all the outstanding tickets. And this year, unlike previous years, we have been lucky to get uh, additional support. We have four drawings instead of just one. The first drawing will be for the seven-day set. Then we draw for a $750 gift certificate to smokingpipes.com. Then we draw for a the only, the first and only lifetime subscription to Pipes and Tobacco magazine. And then the final draw is for a five hundred dollar gift certificate to smokingpipes.com. Wow. So there are each ticket you buy has four shots at winning something we'd all like to have. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So um, are there any moments in past contests or any past pipes that really stand out to you that you still remember? Yes. In the first year, um, I had a number of uh, very talented carvers that were in the contest, and most of the pipes in the set were by those upper-tier carvers. But Andy Peterson, a guy from Quad City, Iowa, that nobody had ever heard of, was the seventh pipe in the seven-day set. Well, he was one of the seven in the seven-day set, and that made me very happy because that was exactly the kind of result I was hoping for. Here was somebody who the pipe-buying public had never heard of, and now they've heard of him because he turned in a dynamite pipe. The judges loved it, and it was part of the seven-day set, and he's gone on to become a known carver and still participates in the contest. But that was a real boost to his career. That's just the type of result where we were able to support and promote American carvers, and that was one of the first success stories to have him actually make it into that set. That's great. What um, What are the deadlines for getting into either the raffle or uh, the okay. carving contest? Okay. For the uh, raffle, um, we will continue to sell the tickets, but keep in mind that we mail the actual subs to you. And so if you want your mailed stuff back to you, you need to have it bought, um, I would say, by the the 17th or 18th of June um, so that we have a few days to mail out the sub to you. We can take the orders all the way up to the day of the, uh, until the Friday, the 22nd, but you'll have to uh, do without your stub because we won't have time to mail it to you. When, uh, because there's only 400 tickets, when we are down to only 100 tickets left, 
we will stop the online sales and we'll save the last hundred for sale at the show. Oh, as, okay. for the carving, as for the carving contest, for those carvers that are actually coming to the show, uh, they can bring it with them because the judging is Friday night, the, uh, the 22nd. But uh, for those that are mailing, mailing in their entry, I really need to have them by, uh, I'd like to have them by uh, Wednesday the 20th uh, or no later than Thursday the, the 21st. Gotcha. One thing I'd like to, to in conversation with, with uh, various farmers, I've had some tell me they didn't think they were good enough to be in the contest, and I've had others tell me they thought they were too good to be in the contest. They thought it was not for known carvers. And this is open to all levels of carvers. Um, what I'm doing is providing a support promotion to all American carvers. And so, um, you know, you can look in the, uh, the magazine, you can see the variation, but there's a lot of talent out there, and we're just trying to give everybody a venue. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell me a little bit about your own personal journey with pipes, um, pipe smoking and carving. When did you start um, smoking a pipe, first of all? Oh, I started a long time ago in college uh, smoking a pipe. I had a friend who was uh, a manager at Georgetown Tobacco. And, in fact, I ended up getting hired halfway through college and was manager at Georgetown Tobacco for a couple of years and went back and finished college. But that began a love affair with pipes and, and pipe tobacco and everything about it. And I'd always had the bug to, uh, to want to carve pipes. Um, back in the late 90s, we founded the Kansas City Pipe Club, and I've been very active in this pipe club uh, all these years. Um, how I got into carving is interesting. I'd always, I always like to, to work with my hands. I'm always doing something. For a number of years, I did commercial vintage fountain pen restoration which I've since given up because it got to be too much of a job. But uh, I love working with my hands. I loved it. But what I realized in doing the fountain pens is that I was always fixing somebody else's work, and increasingly I had the urge to make something. And rather than make pens, I decided to make pipes. And I've uh, been doing that since about 2006. Wow, that's great. It's interesting how many... Um guys who are into pipes are, are also into pens. I see that a lot. It's it's uh it's it's kind of a neat yeah, little was, other niche. It was always very frustrating. The Chicago pen show and the Chicago pipe show almost always fell on the same weekend, so you couldn't do both. Right. <laughs> um <clears throat> and uh do you have a favorite pipe that's in your regular rotation right now? Actually, I don't. I, uh, they, they come and go. Um, anymore, I find myself smoking a lot of my own mistakes. Um, and it's kind of like picking your favorite child, you know? I always <laughs> like the, yeah. as a friend of mine says, the pipe I'm smoking is my favorite pipe right now. Yeah, yeah. How about a favorite tobacco? I'd have to say a Scudo. I like lots of different tobaccos, um, primarily Virginia Creek blends, but Scudo's been my mainstay for decades. And let's see, what what would you say has changed in your in your carving from when you started out to where you are now? Ooh, a lot, thank heavens. <laughs> um, one of my goals is to be able to use a variety of methods of making the pipe, not be limited to a single tool or a single technique uh, to accomplish what I'm trying to do. And I'm making very good progress in that direction. And so 
I'd like to think I'm making fewer mistakes and offering a broader array of pipes. Excellent. What do you have on the uh, on the bench right now? Well, I've got my bulldog for the contest. Yeah, are you working on that <laughs> I, right now? I've got a number of them that I hope to have done for the show. I've got uh, well, I've got a, a Castello 55 knockoff. I've got some. Um, I've got an Acorn. I've got a couple of free hands. I've got an oval bowl. I've got a billiard. I've got a Dublin. Um, so, how many do you uh, think you'll you'll be bringing to the show with you? Well, my plan is to have ten, but right now I only have one. <laughs> yeah, we're coming down to the wire here, Quentin. You better hurry up. Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> I've been busy uh, with my real job as well as with the carving contest. Yeah, and, uh, these things are, you know, the carving contest and the show itself are a lot more work than people have uh, any idea. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, like make, making any one shape over another? Well, when I first got started, I would have to say that uh, Dublin's uh, held that title. But at this point, um, I, I think it's like I do like making different shapes. The thing I wouldn't want to do is make the same shape over and over and over and over again. I like the freedom of being able to, uh, to make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, when you first found... Um the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club. How did you find it? How did you locate the club? Well, I was one of the founding members. Uh, a gentleman named Mark Wilson had the idea of getting a pipe club established and talked to a bunch of us, and we got together with our sponsor, Lynn Byer at Cigar and Back. He agreed to be our sponsor, and we all agreed to uh, you know, found and participate in a Kansas City Pipe Club. And we had our first meeting, I think it was in March of that year, and we've been going strong ever since. And what year was that? I believe it was 97. I'd have to go back and check the records, but wow. I think it was 97. That's great. Um, the carving contest will uh, culminate at the yearly um, Greater Kansas City Pipe Club show that is later this month, um, 23rd, 24th. Tell the listeners a little bit about the show um, exactly where it will be held, the dates, and and um, I guess the website too, where they can find out some more info. Okay, the uh, the website again is uh, www.gkcpipeclub.com, and it will give you a lot of information on the show. Some of the highlights with you know, the carving contest. Uh, we have Fred Hanna is going to be the guest speaker at our banquet dinner on uh, Saturday night. Uh, there will be a Burger King demo on Friday night. Um, we typically have a, a barbecue buffet, mainly for the vendors that show up on Friday. The show is uh, 9 to 5 on Saturday and 9 to 3 on Sunday. Uh, there will be a grand raffle, again, which is for our club, as well as a carver's raffle, which is for the carvers. Uh, there will be some award ceremonies. But most importantly, there'll be 75 tables full of pipes and tobacco and accessories, and we're expecting a great turnout this year. That's great. It's um, being held at the uh, Doubletree Hotel, and that's, which is in Overland Park. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. That's in Overland Park. And uh, so if, if anyone needs any more information, just make sure you uh, go to that website. That's www.gkcpipeclub.com, and check it out. If you have any other um, 
questions or anything else, just shoot me an email and I'll, I'll find out the information for you. But I hope to see you there. I've got a table there and um, it's going to be my first time at the uh, Kansas City Pipe Show. I can't wait. And we can't wait to have you here. We'll do our best to make it a great time. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking with us today, Quentin. I really appreciate it, buddy. Totally. I really appreciate your time. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. And that was my chat with the creator of the North American Carvers Contest and founding member of the Greater Kansas City Pipe Club, Mr. Quentin Wells. This podcast was brought to you by PipesAndCigars.com. I'm enjoying some Namaste. It's an English blend of the Hearth and Home line, and I'm really enjoying this stuff. Let me know what great tobacco you found over at PipesAndCigars.com. Did you know that most of the folks who buy a monstrosity pipe come back again and buy another, and many buy another and another? I regularly hear things like this. Hey, I bought one of your monstrosity pipes for fun, but this pipe actually smokes great. This is a common theme. As common as the repeat collectors, I am very, very honored to have. If you haven't tried your first monstrosity yet, I'd suggest you have a bit of fun and go and do so. I guarantee you will get a fine smoke, a more carefree feeling during said smoke, because you're not going to worry about bite marks. You're not going to worry about dropping it. You're going to be like, completely carefree and easy it's going to be a totally different smoking experience i can also guarantee you'll get more looks of disbelief from your peers at your pub or club until of course you become a monstrosity evangelist and convert those nattering nabobs of negativity into believers wow i feel suddenly vice presidential for some reason i'm not sure why anyway follow me on twitter at baronoli or you can also check out my instagram feed by following oli ps3 that's o-l-i-e p as in paul s is in sylvester the number three that's one way to see monstrosities as they're being born in the lab this is oli with umpal.com wishing you very good luck as you work on your bulldog for the upcoming North American Carvers Contest, or as you decide which ridiculously cute and cuddly monstrosity pipe is going to be next in your collection. <laughs>